Hey, welcome to uh, Cost of Goods Told. I am Darren Lafferty, co-producer, and I'm here with Chef Connor, who is producer of the show. This week, we have an amazing guest, and actually a historical moment for us. Yes. First women-owned and operated, family-operated brewery in Houston, Texas, Jennifer Edwards. Hello. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we know that you have a hectic schedule of moving hops and brewing and tasting and drinking beer, and it's hard to break away from that, we know. Yep. <laughs> but we're super glad you could, you could join us this week, and uh, we're excited to learn more about you, uh, the business, your family. I mean, it's just, it's a rich history, but it's the first time we've had a women owned and family operated business. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks guys. Really, really privileged to see that happen. It's huge. It's huge. And it's also an industry that, you know, I think we all know how to drink beer. I think we all know what beers <laughs> we like, but the whole background side of it and everything is completely foreign to me. You know, I may understand the wine process a little mm. bit i may understand the beer process a little bit but owning and operating a, a brewery i think is everyone's dream just like owning <laughs> a restaurant is until you own one until of course yeah yeah, exactly. yeah so i'm wondering if she's going to give the same <laughs> advice where it's like, so what is the first piece of advice you give to someone who's going to open up a brewery well i was going to say from a chivalry standpoint you used to buying women beers right, right. Or, or drinks and now she's literally serving us beer that she made so it's it's a, it's a humbling moment yeah, yeah that's, that's super cool <laughs> yeah so is the is the advice going to be don't do it you know, just like the restaurant. Just like guys, I'm sure. Know. Depends on the day. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully okay. this is a good day. So. so that being said, let's jump into some of that. Um, tell us, Jennifer, who you are, where you grew up. Um, not necessarily how you got into the business yet. We'll get into that for sure. But so, so just tell us a little bit about you. You only have, I only have an hour here. Yes. <laughs> That's so a lot the, of questions. So the there. cliff notes. So, oh, we're only scratching the surface too. Oh no. <laughs> um, so I'm one of four daughters in our family. That's where the name comes from. So I'm the fourth J: Jessica, Jackie, Joanna, and Jennifer. Poor father. So, and poor um, father. Yeah, and I think that's why my d poor dad started brewing beers to get <laughs> away from us or something, so or to get <laughs> drunk or I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm, unfortunately, he couldn't be here tonight, and or, or my mom, but. Um, um, so he started home brewing years ago and um, actually learned from his dad and his dad was learned by his dad. So I'm actually the, what was that? Three, four generations. Nice. Was that? Yeah. Third, fourth. Don't ask yeah. us to do math. I know. I, know. God, I need to get my fingers out. So um, we've all learned from our fathers. So it's pretty cool to see that and, and keep that going, I guess. But he started years ago. And um, when I was in college at Alabama, they, my parents were going around all the breweries and hanging out and really? car walk in St. Arnold every weekend and having a good time. And so um, when I got back from school, I had to join right away. I mean, I'm, for one, I needed to improve my, what, what I was drinking. <laughs> there wasn't, you know, you're on, you're, and fireball. Yeah, but, you're on a budget in college. Yeah. You're not drinking the good so stuff. So now I'm switching to craft beer and, um, and <laughs> it was fun. So I started doing it with him and we just had so much fun with it. And so, um, I knew I always wanted to have a company. My parents had their own business when I was growing up, so I saw the entrepreneurial spirit with oh, them, yeah. and um, and so I knew I wanted to do something like that. And we said, "All right, you know, this is it's good beer. We we love it. So why not?" <laughs> well, what it started was we we decided to go through the licensing process so we could sell our home brew, so we could make a you know pay for ingredients. That's right. pretty much <laughs> pay what for it, your beer. Right. It was in the beginning. Um, and that's quickly changed to more. But um, so we uh, started that we decided to go into business July 2015. 
Okay. And um, it took almost three years to get up and going. And we did everything and, and we didn't do everything at once because we didn't want to do anything until TABC approved us. And then we didn't want to buy anything until the federal guys appro- approved right. us. So, I mean, it was oh. it was one thing after another. Sort of handcuffed all the way, yeah. all the way through the um, process. Yeah. Exactly. I assume that they don't move that quickly either. Right. Know? No, they don't. it was um, federal was 186 days. Oh my so wow. um, just just for the application to be sitting on somebody's desk to be picked up. So that was just the waiting time. TABC is actually a little bit quicker, surprisingly. Ever since then, I think they've hired a couple more people. That's good. Both in federally and state. And so right. um, it's a little bit quicker now, thankfully. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we finally got the doors open in March of 2018. Nice. And so we just celebrated our one year. So about three years yep. from, from idea. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you had the idea. Conception. Yeah. Buy some equipment. Start to do some things in three years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a long road. That's a long time to hold your breath. Yeah, a long time. A lot of patience. So when you were talking about when you got out of college and you wanted to upgrade, is that kind of around the same time frame that this craft brewing started to really take off? I would say so. Because when I was in school, we started in Alabama. So we started to see uh, a beta. Crap, what's the one in... Atlanta. Anyways, there's a, a big one in Atlanta um, that we started to I see. I only drink Texas beer. A lot of beer, Gadsden. Yeah. <laughs> Birmingham, Gadsden. Oh, okay. Um, okay. For, you know, a lot of local breweries. Were there. Tuscaloosa had just gotten a brewery okay. my senior year. So we that, that was starting to happen. So sort of the bug. You kind of yeah. caught the bug then, too. Yeah. So then when I moved back and my parents were already in it and visiting all these places. And they went to No Label. They were going all these places mm-hmm. and with cool. their friends and stuff and hanging out. And so um, I just had to join <laughs> it was too much fun and then my dad would i mean they with the homebrew he would uh have parties every friday and saturday night at the, at the house and give the beer you know i'm never gonna be out. that cool as a parent i'll never be that cool <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have i'm gonna make you beer time, man. yeah you still no, got time. you're pretty you're right. cool your you're daughter right. probably has to think y'all's daughter has to, has to think oh cool. my daughter thinks i'm cool but she has no idea how much of a dork i am yeah. <laughs> she has no idea well actually she does but she won't say it out in, in i mean public. going to breweries and barbecue restaurants i mean that's that's cool that's fun <laughs> you know it's fun she gets to eat she eats yeah, she's not hungry that's for sure um, when you talk about the first kind of kit your dad was using, mm-hmm. I mean, I my we got my dad one of those like yeah. you know like you just order online or whatnot, and it's a barrel about yay big or right. whatnot, what have you. What type mm-hmm. of kits were were you kind of witnessing, you know, as the first stages? of Yeah, that so when we start or when Dad started, he was doing all extract brews. So he mm-hmm. would go to Defalco's and get a extra, uh, you know, it's like a syrup. So they'd he'd get the syrup and some hops and some yeast. And it was a one pot little five gallon yeah. system, yeah. and that's what and put it in a five gallon bucket and ferment it. And so that's what he was doing. And when I started, that's what we were doing. And then um, we, I when I became obsessed with this, the science behind it, <laughs> I realized that there was more to it, and that was just kind of the simple way of brewing. So of course, I got made things more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we went to all grain. We had a three you know pot system, I guess if you will. And um, or we in between that we did half extract half grain okay. so then we went to partial and then then we went to all grain and um and can then, you elaborate a little bit on all grain for maybe the listeners yeah sorry so okay. um so like i said the extract is um beer's made out of four ingredients <laughs> i don't want to get too detailed no no, no beer's service, made out no, of four no. ingredients yeah. um barley hops water and yeast mm-hmm. so the um the actual like flavoring most of the flavoring is from the barley side so you essentially make a pot of oatmeal okay so you get the grain and you steep it in water and you that's where all the sugars and the, a lot of the flavoring and the coloring and that kind of stuff comes out okay. by the grains that you use it can be barley it could be corn it could be wheat so you, you see a little bit more but 
according to the German purity law, it's barley. But now <laughs> you see a little bit more. Um, uh, so anyways, that that's the first part in the process. Then you, once you get that, you get your wart. It's not beer at that point. W-O-R-T. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. wart. when wart. you get a wart, that, that happens. <laughs> not a wart. Yeah, so um, you get that, and then you put it into your boil pot, and you bring it to a boil, and that's when you add your hops. Okay. So then your your hops adds a little bit of flavoring, um, a lot of could could add, add a lot of aroma, and then a lot of bitterness too. Okay. So that's where that comes from. Then you put your wort, so that's it's not beer yet, like I said, and you put it in a fermenter, and you add your yeast. So um, you have to take it, you know, it's at boiling temperature, so you have to cool it. Right. So um, once because when you you don't want to kill the yeast, but um, right. then you ferment for a, however long, maybe about a week or so, depending on your beer, it could be longer. And that's so, why you don't want to kill the yeast because yeah. it's such an important part of fermentation. Yeah. Correct. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's what changes. You, it eats all those sugars that you got from your mash, from the barley and your, your grain into alcohol, and it turns it into alcohol. Gotcha. So um, that's where the actual beer is made. Gotcha. So the the saying is, brewers make wort, yeast makes beer. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> like we actually that. don't make beer; we so make you wort. Really want you really want to love your yeast. <laughs> yeah, is what exactly. You're saying. And it's, you got to take care of your yeast. Yeah, and your temperatures and yeah. keeping everything clean and you know you don't want any bad bacteria you know any off flavors or bacteria and bad yeast or anything like that so you mm-hmm. have to be careful on that but really is it i mean and look i mean we can make light of most cooking procedures but really beer making is yeah. a science it, yeah but as, it's also a recipe too i mean it's the same i mean it's like bacon cookies You're as much as baking yeah. is a science yeah. right well that's uh-huh. what beer is a science right. too. do you equivalent more to the pastry side of things or like the the baking side where yeah. that's you know hey here's a science and you can kind of play with these key elements as opposed to like cooking where it's like halfway through i could be like oh well now it's a spicy dish you know yeah. or like now right. i want to change this element to it right where we're brewing and so forth. It seems like, hey, look, we're going to put the system together, and it's got to run its course until the very end. You yeah. know, there's no halfway point where I can really manipulate it too much. Or am I wrong on that? Um, it depends. I mean, so like for our IPA, we do the we have a regular IPA, and then at the very end during fermentation, we add the blood oranges. So that now okay. we have a blood orange IPA. So you can kind of you can add things at certain points in the process, and gotcha. um, and it could change a little bit. So like you could also dry hop beer, so add hops. And during fermentation, and that's a big thing. And dry hop it, you get a lot more aroma and flavoring and stuff by doing that. So you can you can alter things a little bit, but in the in this, it's still you're getting ingredients and making something and hopes it hope it turns out. (laughs) And hope so. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping you guys don't mess it up. The beer (laughs) is pretty good over there. Uh, My family and I enjoy it's and it's a if you haven't been, it's a family atmosphere. Mm -hmm. It's um in the heart of Spring Branch. Uh, We didn't talk about that. We'll get there, but it's in the heart of Spring Branch and. And it's really cool. You've got, you know, some food trucks that come in on Saturdays, mm-hmm. I believe. You're open uh, Thursday through Saturday. Yeah. Is that right? Saturday, Thursdays. And, and you're just making whatever you guys can make during the week. You drink all, like Bluebell, you yeah. drink all you can, you <laughs> sell the rest. Right. And you, you bring in some live entertainment, yeah. you know, along the way. So it's mm-hmm. a really cool spot. Yeah. Let's talk about, so before that spot, though, you're a native Houstonian. Mm-hmm. Where did you go to school? High school memorial okay. and then college, University of Alabama. Alabama, roll tide. and you were roll tide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. shout out, to, not from me, but from the guests. <laughs> yeah. right. But you, but you were an athlete uh, all mm-hmm. the way through memorial. Yep. I think if I read correctly, you were offered a scholarship for basketball. Yep. Which you went and played at Alabama a little bit. Yeah, couple and, months. And so enjoyed that. Uh, and was then, it a marketing degree at Alabama? Or? Yeah. So I was a uh, double major, marketing and management, and then um, after school, all my professional experience was accounting and finance. So. Okay. I'm all over the board. <laughs> well, but actually, it's very applicable because mm-hmm. then you decide to come back with this entrepreneurial spirit and yeah. you decide, hey, I'm going to open up a business and you had all the accounting. I'm and, glad and I had marketing. the accounting. And I bet. Yeah, it, it definitely worked out for that because otherwise I was before I had those positions, I was a 
I've worked for a big bank and I was a financial analyst for a big bank. And before I had that, I did not have that finance mindset and the accounting background. So so. what did you think you were going to do when you were at University of Alabama? What what were you going to do when you got home? Oh, I had no idea. Okay. (laughs) So, so you, you weren't halfway through Alabama said, you know what, I think I'm going to go home and and kind of take over the brewery. My dad's brewery at home. No, that was never a thought. (laughs) So do you came, you came back and you got a real job. I say a real job. Uh You you went into corporate America or something and then decided, man, I thought it was going to be in marketing. I thought I was going to get like a sales job or something like that. But, um, it, I met a, a alum at Alabama and he worked for the bank that I did and got yeah. me an internship and oh, cool. kind of spurred from there. So it was, it was a great position, but I'm, you know, things work out for the best. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So you decide you'd graduate, come home with a double major. Uh, you get, you're sleeping at your parents' house probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Save, saving money like we all do. Right. Um, which is super convenient because you can just go out as much as you want. But yeah. then at some point you decided, I think I'm going to go ahead and try and make some beer now at a different level. You were probably Mm -hmm. making it with your dad before, and then uh, you just decided to jump in. Well, I got laid off, so that made things Oh, well, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Which is such a blessing. Hey, mom and dad, I got fired, so I'm going to make some beer. Now, now. now are you serious about it? Because I am. (laughs) I need a job. So (laughs) that's kind of what happened. I did not read that part, so that's good. (laughs) Yeah, so I got laid off. It was, you know, kind of, what was that, 2015. So banking was a little rough at that time, still is. So, um got laid off and that made things a lot easier. Okay. So we, did, that's when I actually got a nice severance package and that's when I oh, submitted cool. all the TABC paperwork at that point. Was your dad excited about, you know, someone other than him carrying on the, the making of, you know, brewing yeah, of, yeah. I think so. And, and, and we did it. That's why we did it for our family. And, you know, I've always wanted to have something and my sister can, my sisters can work there and, and yeah. participate and my mom and, and my dad and I were originally going to do it together. And then dad said, no, you just go ahead and do it. And then my mom's like, wait a minute, I want to do it. <laughs> so, so, which makes us a hundred percent female owned. So my mom and yeah. I are actually the owners. Very cool. Um, dad is, he calls himself the maintenance guy slash, uh, <laughs> janitor beer tester. Yeah. official beer, beer tester. tester. <laughs> so everything that I make has to pass through him. So, which is, he's, he's an easy, easy, no, easy I'm sure. crowd. So yeah, I'm sure. I'm, I like, I like an application for yeah. that job too. I put mine in when I was 13 years old at the old, when my parents are from St. Louis, uh-huh. at the old Anheuser-Busch thing That's there. Awesome. And they were like, oh, well, there's like a 50-year wait. And I was like, hey, I'm 13. Here you go. I want the taste tester job. At 63, we'll call you. Yeah, right? That awesome. was before my beer, you know, like tastes. Yeah, you know, Yeah, sorry, dad. But, you know, like, you know, it's That's not cutting awesome. it anymore. Yeah. So, but. So, so did, did you guys have a place? So you're doing this at your parents' house originally? Um, Actually, where we are now, there's a part an apartment upstairs okay. with a full kitchen, yeah. and that's where we were doing it. Okay. Or, were you yeah. living there too, or are you living? No, no, no. It? Okay. It's it's apartment made into offices, so they use offices now, but there's a kitchen, okay, and a okay, bath, okay. and stuff there. So we were doing it upstairs on the the stove. What was maybe goal number one or milestone number one? Was it like, hey, I want to brew a batch, and then I want to sell that batch, or was it like, hey, look, we're gonna go from we're brewing out of this thing to we're gonna open something up. What was kind of your mindset like Man, at that just start? Just open, yeah. Like it Make mainly, mainly drinkable. it was yeah. We you know we've never had bad beer. Okay. Like we never. It was always drinkable. It was always really good beer. <laughs> so and I don't know if we were just you know proud of it because it was our product and yeah. we made it and it was great. But I'm talking about when we were homebrewing. Right. We never had a dump when we were homebrewing. Nice. And well, I've dumped <laughs> since just because to keep up to standards on stuff. If yeah. I've made a new recipe and I didn't like it, I I dump it. Right. But um, which has only happened a couple of times, but. 
you know, we never dumped anything. Hmm. So I, I think, but I think in, to go back to your question, I think in the beginning it was to get licensed. That I was the main thing. Like that was our big hurdle. Like, cause we were only trying it at that property. So my parents own the property where we are. Mm-hmm. So we only tried it at one certain warehouse, one location, and that in that spot, we weren't going to try it anywhere else. Okay. And so that's why we waited for everything because we thought TABC in the city would be the hardest, which it is. So mm-hmm. we have to be certain feet from a church, a school, a house, a hospital, I think yeah. those four. And so we were barely from, we, there's a church caddy corner to us and it's like 300 feet, I think. And we were like 295. So, I mean, it was, we, we passed everything with flying colors, but that it just worked out like that. We weren't going to try anywhere else. So that was our big thing of just getting licensed. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, that's a huge, I think it's a huge jump and you'll, you'll probably agree. It's a huge jump to grow from, let's just make something that's good, not dumpable. Like we won't dump it (laughs) to how do we market this to sell it to someone, but let's go through the process of getting licensed, Mm -hmm. um, to then running a business three days a week, which people think, man, it's a cool job. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, man, I'm off the rest of the week. Yeah. You're, no, <laughs> right. People come in and say, you that. can dispel laugh, some of that yeah. as much as you want, they're, but they're like, what do you, so you're only open at the time. We were only open Fridays and Saturdays. And they were like, so what do you do the other days? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> you know, just sit on my butt and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> Drink <laughs> no, beer. <laughs> eat bonbons and, yeah. and surf Facebook, you know, yeah, whatever. I just got Netflix going all day long. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A lot. Cause a lot of people don't realize that, so like I said, to explain the process earlier, when, we, when it's in ferment, the fermenter and it starts to ferment, now you got to wait a week, right? at least, depending on the beer, like I said, wait a week, and then you start carbing it, or you, tra- you know, I, we, at that point, we transfer to a bright tank and we start carbonating the beer, mm-hmm. which could take a few days. We do it, some, there's processes that you can speed it up. With what we have, it's um, wheat to carb, and then we keg. Um, so then, but for the whole process, it's about a month. For okay. one beer. So that from the day you so you're brew. always five weeks in advance. Yeah. Roughly. Right. So the day you brew, now you have to wait a few weeks. And then, um, so, but then think about, that's just one batch. Think about the other batches in progress. Right. Right. So at, at all, my day could be kegging beer, cleaning kegs, transferring beer, cleaning tanks, prepping to brew, brewing, cleaning the system. I mean, it could be, and that's every, every week I'm doing that. Gotcha. On a different beer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot during the week surprisingly <laughs> it sounds like it i mean you and i both have full-time jobs right, right. so think about if you're going to spend 12 hours yeah right loading up unloading dumping i mean it's not all fun and games i mean until thursday friday saturday and then you hope like hell your beer sells yeah people but, show up yeah. but yeah, yeah but and mm-hmm. i was gonna say but there's so many more variables to that even outside of the complexities of being a baker for beer right i'll just use the term baker for beer there you go you got to book entertainment you mm-hmm. gotta bring in food. You gotta have accommodations for people. You gotta have clean glasses. Yeah. You gotta have merchandise. You gotta run your tap. On and on and mm-hmm. on and on and on, right? So it yeah. sounds like fun. And then you start to name all the responsibilities <laughs> yeah. along and with. And not even mention the the office side, the books and the taxes and the reporting and everything else that you have to do. Yeah. So we're so. gonna we're gonna jump into that. Um, <laughs> just give us a couple minutes to take a break for a sponsor, Duke's Premium Meats, and we'll come right back to you know, where you guys are located, um, who plays what roles in the business, and some of the daily activities. Again, we'll, ju- we'll dive into some of that, but uh, we're glad you're here, so appreciate it. Uh, yeah, stick thanks. around for part two of, uh, of uh, Cost of Goods Told with 4J Brewery. We'll be right back. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality, by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. 
Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. Hey, welcome back to Cost of Goods Told. Uh, we're here at Beavers, located at 6025 Westheimer, and our, our, our big shout-out to our sponsor is Duke's Premium Meats. Our special guest today, 4J Brewery. Uh, located in Spring Branch, and Jennifer Edwards is here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. For hanging out. Um, we we talked the first first little twenty minute segment about who you are, where you came from, how you got, how you stumbled into beer, <laughs> <laughs> and now I think we want to talk a little bit about you know like where you guys are located. I mean, I know your dad was a, a home brewer, probably mm-hmm. with your mom. It sounds like if I talk to your dad and remember correctly, after four or five stouts <laughs> that I had at Four J Brewery, which are phenomenal, by the way, the stouts are. That's one of the best beers I read. Um, I don't know how that does for your sales, but people <laughs> think highly of it. Thank you. I read that um, your dad's dad, so your grandfather, mm-hmm. or maybe it was your great-grandfather, was making beer during the Prohibition, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So was your great-grandfather? Great. Yeah, great. So your great-grandfather was making beer during the Prohibition, and then it's, which is just super cool to me <laughs> after you know learning the history of beer and, and you know, when the government decides they want to outlaw something. People find a way yeah. to enjoy what they enjoy, yep. right? It's with most things in life. That's right. how it is. Uh, but now, you know, here you are, third third generation, and there's four girls, four mm-hmm. J Brewery, four sisters, enjoying this business. Maybe, it, I don't know if they all enjoy it, but. Yeah, they drink a lot, so they enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Do all the sisters play a role in, in the business? And does your dad still play a role and your mom plays a role? Yeah. Okay, because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've been out there and I see them mm-hmm. and they seem to love, I mean, your dad, he's a people person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and But your mom seems more, you know, behind the counter mm-hmm. and, and, and doing stuff. How, how does that all work out? How's the family dynamic work out with, with 4J Brewery? It's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, just like, I, I think I saw this ad about, I think it was Sierra Nevada or somebody and it was it said, family run operated and fought over and i was like yes that's exactly what that means i get it um no but it's it's awesome working with them um i mean every day is different but uh so my mom and i uh she helps out with the books in the office and helps with that and the reporting and the paperwork side um i do all the just about everything else honestly on the events and social media and marketing and um any of anything like we were talking about scheduling tap room events or Anything like that, food trucks, live music, um, ordering merchandise, uh, ordering, and then not to mention all the beer production side. So ordering anything that I need for that, actually brewing, taking care of all the stuff in the warehouse, doing all that. So, um, and my you're, dad, you're only open three days a week. What do you yeah, do the rest of the week? Right, right? exactly. <laughs> uh, my dad, uh, if anything breaks or needs fixing, he's the, obviously my first call. Um, <laughs> it's funny, one time he, uh, the, uh, cold liquor tank went out and so he went over to it was a glycol glycol uh, machine and so he went over there i was like it's not working the, the pump's not going the motor's not running and so he goes over there with a wrench bangs on it about four times and it starts running and i'm like he knew the secret <gasps> yeah and he so I, he, I said well how much do i owe you for that <laughs> so he said just pay me in beer you know and so um he he's awesome he, they i mean they're they're all awesome and it, pretty much anything that needs to be done they're on it and help yeah. out with everything and um and so any if there are any, any improvements or repairs or anything that needs to be done in the warehouse dad's on it that's cool um, my sisters help out on the weekends so my oldest sister lives in new orleans oh okay uh, so she's not there very often but when she comes in she 
loves it and Aww. is around. Um, and then the other two sisters help out on the weekends. Okay. And so 20, 2015 is when you kind of formed, like, let's just call it the LLC mm-hmm. or whatnot. Yeah. Um, three years later is when you finally got everything approved. In between that time, is it just practice after practice after practice, pop-ups or, you know, yeah. what? Um, we didn't. So pop-ups are hard because it's alcohol. Right. So you can't really do them. Yeah, <laughs> um, they get weird about that kind of licensing, licensing side on that. So we didn't do any of that. It was mainly drinking our home brew at the house, like at the house or at the location when we had that. Okay. Um, so when we finally like built out the warehouse or started to, and we had the lease space, I guess, um, we started to have people over and just hang out and drink. Right. Um, so it was some of that. And then just a lot of waiting. It was getting a lot of things ready, um, building out the tap room space, building out the warehouse. I mean, it was getting, we we're constantly getting things ready, but then there was a little bit of a lull. So it was just waiting on federal, like I said. Yeah. And so I actually went back to work a, that at that point and waiting on um on on that and it was funny when i went back to work within two weeks i got an email (laughs) i was like yeah i should have done this a long time ago right right. i might have sped (laughs) up the process yeah so um but yeah i mean it was it was awesome and um but it gave us being able a lot of people couldn't can't manage to quit their job and sit sit around for a couple of years. Right. So that made things easy that yeah. I was able to 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 live yeah. and do that. So yeah, yeah, of and course. 100% focus on it. That's awesome. What's the difference between a nano brewery and a microbrewery? So Is I, there one? I mean, just Yeah, I think there's an actual range of barrels. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, but I would just say we're nano cuz we're just the smallest. We're tiny. And when so. you say small and tiny, what So what one production we are our brewing system is a barrel. So um, it's a barrel, but we our tanks are two barrels. So I'm always brewing twice to fill the tanks. So I usually say we're a two barrel system because I've never brewed just a barrel. Okay. So um, we're always doing two barrel. Uh, but then um, a barrel of beer is 62 gallons. Mm-hmm. It's different than oil and gas. Okay. So if you are <laughs> so familiar 50 with gallon, it's a 62 and a yeah. half. 62 and a half. 62 gallons. Oh, 62. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's a little bit different, but it's 62 gallons, and um, so we're always doing two barrels. So we're really, really, really small. Okay. Little, like the tanks are my size. So and your varietal is five, five different yeah. styles. Yeah. So we have an IPA, pale ale, amber, stout, and a blonde, okay. and then we're slowly adding in specialty brews and seasonal brews and stuff like that. And did you have those five? In the works as as far as like day number one, hey, we're going to have five or did you start with three? Or? We started with four. <laughs> okay. Um, and we and those were the four that we were brewing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, they changed a little bit going from a small, the smaller system to a bigger system. Uh, it also changed a little bit when I started ordering wholesale ingredients because okay. of what was available and the price on mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So I changed like actually our stout um was a brand new recipe, our current stout. So I have an old homebrew stout that I actually turned into a pecan porter, and that was our huh. pecan porter. So um, kind of played around with a little bit of that. But we started with four, added in the IPA uh, five months after opening. Okay. So we didn't go off with that one, which was kind of controversial, <laughs> not having an IPA on tap. Um, and then uh, we, at the end of last year, I think, we started to have some different brews. Okay. And so even with the smaller amount or whatnot, kind of like what you were talking about, you're always constantly brewing something to be in production. Yeah. So you may have, let's just say the IPA working, but you have it already, 
set so that you can have it at your tap rooms yeah. and, and it just kind of is a rotation basis between you said the two the two systems right. correct yeah okay. so um the for instance the blonde i brew i brew every, every other week okay so i'm constantly brewing that <laughs> that's probably our most popular one so it's so easy to drink that's really good um and then the stout obviously with it being warmer outside i'm probably brewing that once a month so okay. i mean it just it just varies depending on uh, we, we are definitely amping up blonde for the summer. So brewing that every other week. <laughs> Any citrus on tap? You have something, some citrus uh, So coming? we just got our last blood orange IPA. Uh, Y'all want to sell that 62 gallons worth of blood know, orange? <laughs> yeah, that, that's out. We can out. buy the barrel. <laughs> um, wait, did I say that wrong? I'm sorry. A, a, a barrel? A barrel is 31 gallons. Oh, so you're, but you're always we doing We are two. brewing 62. That's right. Because you're always I'm doing I'm sorry. Two. Wow. So that's it's, right. And oil and gas is 43, I think. Okay. So yeah, that's 11. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry. No. It's okay. It's all Anyways, good. Anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, 62 is in my mind because we always, we're always brewing 62. But you're making root beer too. Yep. We have a yeah. root beer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. Because my yep. daughter enjoys that when she oh, goes yeah. with us and hangs uh, out. Yeah. No, non-alcoholic. So we've kind of <laughs> talked about, in my opinion, we've talked about some of the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Or we, we've kind of glossed over, right? Yeah. But surely there's had to have been some, you know, from the business perspective, there's had to have been some challenges, maybe or maybe not, because it's a women-owned business. Um, <laughs> maybe or maybe not. Right. But then just in, when you start a business in general, right, yeah. the startup is very difficult. You're grinding it, obviously, for three years before you actually open up. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about some of the challenges that you guys had and then from those, some of the successes that, yeah. that came from them? Yeah, so I would say, first off, like I was – have been saying is the licensing process is just crazy. So okay. the the three years startup that was that was tough. Um, but when once we opened, um, just getting people in the door, you know, mm-hmm. and and have and it was it's almost exhausting having all of these little gimmicks to get people in the door. But it works. That's and where so, your marketing came in. Yeah. Handy, right? So we have to have food trucks. I mean, that was a huge fight with our, you know, not not a fight, actual fight, but you know, I mean, it was a conversation with my mom and dad, and they're like, "Do we really need food?" Yeah, we really do need food, yeah. you know. So, and and you could see that when we didn't have food and when we do have food. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you see that in the, the sales. Uh, so, having that, having live music every now and then. Ha- but then also, not only that, but having the, the crappier industry is kind of insane right now in terms of what the customers want to drink. Okay. And having four beers, the same four beers on tap, is not going to cut it. Okay. It's There's not enough variety it's not enough really, you know, new fun stuff. And, and right. we had four really basic beers, you know, which are great and they're great staples, but they're not, you know, <laughs> adding crazy fruit or crazy whatever ingredient, right. you know, adding yeah. all this crazy stuff to keep people interested and come back just to try that one. Yeah, beer. because you see even some of the microbreweries, which have grown into larger breweries locally, right, mm-hmm. that have that do the seasonal Seasonal yep. brews that are in chili brew right. that are in you know, retail exactly. that are in all Popping. kinds of, but it makes a difference in terms of drawing a crowd. Right. Yeah. Look, I may not like a hatch chili beer, right? But I might go just to try it, yeah. and then I'm gonna try some other stuff while I'm there. Right. So that's a really good point. Because you may not want to buy a six packet of in the store, yeah. But you want to go have that one pint at exactly. the at the yeah. at the brewery. So that's right. a big or challenge. Or a flight or something. Yeah. Where it's and like wh- I want to try something different, but I know I've got my staple there to kind of keep me happy. Exactly. And, and while you guys are not in the same ballpark as them, right? But you're still ultimately competing with yeah. their dollars, right? Right. Their consumers want to spend their money somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so. that's and I think it's similar with with barbecue because we call I call it the brewery checklisters. <laughs> and I think that's the same in the craft barbecue scene too. They, they just got they have to go to every place once, right? And they may not return to that that place ever again. And so that's what's getting them. How do you get them to return? And thankfully, Houston's a big city where yeah. if we have one person 
one everybody's new every day we're fine right, you know right. but it's it's you still want to have those returning customers which we do and so um that's you know they come once they have their your, have those beers on tap and they don't you need a reason for them to get them back right. in the door so speaking of kind of the barbecue thing as well i think um one of one of the best comments that we got about our uh, podcast with um, Fiji's Barbecue was Aaron's portion. We actually dedicated the whole part two and uh, women coming forward and mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, hey, you know, it, it does feel like a boys club right. in the chef world. I know that that's changed, but I mean, you know, these these are women who are now well into their chef careers who it was a boys club mm-hmm. right. all the way through, through their being young. successful. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, is the brewery side of things, is the, is the beer world, you know, still kind of yeah that way yeah. you know i would say so um but good thing there's pink boot society which is um a national organization and each big city has their local chapter oh. um and it's for women in the crappier industry so oh, cool. um no matter what position you're in uh so that is a good great really great resource and kind of we have monthly meetings and get every, get all the women together and um can talk about challenges and stuff like that so there's that um but in this i mean I personally grew up, I mean, my parents grew up and then even my coaches and stuff, there's no gender on a basketball court. That's how I grew up. So I can compete or play with anybody, you know, so that's kind of how my mindset. You've been competing your whole life. Yeah. So sports (laughs) have taught you that, which is a really good thing. I mean, my daughter plays sports and we talk about, look, even if she doesn't go to college on a softball scholarship, Mm -hmm. she's learning how to compete now, which is going to translate into work. Right. And getting that job and that promotion. So that's really cool. So, that, I mean, those are things we talk about mm-hmm. or we don't talk about on the show. But people, I think, realize that's really cool yeah. that your competitive nature carries over into yeah. into your business. But it's – it's I'm, I'm friends with everybody in the beer industry, which is nice. awesome. So, And I think that's also how the barbecue world is, too. You, I mean, we have monthly guild meetings. We have a bunch of meetings every month, apparently. But um, <laughs> the Texas Brewers Guild is awesome. They, um, It's kind of, it's just a, a pretty much a group, and they lobby for us and fight, fight against oh, the big cool. guys for us. And um, we have monthly meetings. We have annual conferences. We have annual... Um, you know, kind of summits where they bring in speakers and can learn and continue our education and stuff like that. And um, it's a really, really great resource. And so having that that meeting and getting in, in front of other brewery owners and other employees of other brewery, you know, you just get to meet everybody and right. you get to talk about your challenges and what you're going through and and even buy ingredients from each other. You know, like I, we were running low on a citra hop and so I bought it from somebody, you know, another brewery. So, um and that's uh, the citra hop is like it's not available at all right now <laughs> so for Everybody someone to share with you a, yeah. yeah and so um i mean it's just it's awesome to have that kind of camaraderie in the industry and we're not really competing i mean we are but we're not yeah, yeah. so it's it's all in good good spirit do you have a women's don't you have a women's group or women's club at 4j yeah, i thought um, i saw something about yeah, that so we have 4j ladies which is an, a monthly group a lot of breweries do uh, a monthly group that they that another monthly meeting i just realized <laughs> but um you share so, a lot of meetings yeah so this a lot of breweries have a monthly like sensory group or they uh, they have a like a vip kind of where they can you can taste new releases or you can talk about their beers and stuff like that so i thought about doing something like that but then i don't know i just always talk about the beer i don't really <laughs> i don't yeah. know so i just had this idea to um a group for women and i mean if guys wanted to join it too that's it's 
totally fine. There's I mean, no gender in the yeah, beer world. Right. So, <laughs> no, <exactly. laughs> so I don't there know, is, there yeah. is gender in the beer world. So, um, <laughs> but we feature every month we, um, feature another business owner. So, and usually it's woman owned okay. and, um, and they, whatever they do, they bring it to the brewery and we do it with them. So for instance, a, um, a, a garden nursery, a garden store mm-hmm. down the street, actually catty corner to us from at four day. Uh, she came over and we planted succulents. Oh, cool. um, I have a jewelry designer friend and she, we made bracelets. Uh, I have a, cool. a lady that um, makes sugar, beautiful sugar cookie deck, you know, the, the really cool decorated sugar cookies and we decorated sugar cookies. So it's not only, you know, it's, it's not about four day. It's about getting this group of women and, and, expand you know getting them to see other bus- women-owned businesses and ex- ex- just having a good time yeah we're, we're having a beer and stuff yeah and hanging out but well you're doing what you do best right that's your product yeah. and then they bring their product right and you feature just one every month uh-huh. that, that's cool now that's was um your knowledge of these organizations did you know those when you were out of you know, out of work or like, did you come to discover some of them, you know, down the road or, uh, but I mean, actually both. So some are friends of mine, some I've become to know since opening. Okay. Like I didn't know the, the, the plant store down the street. I didn't know the women at the plant uh, store down the street or the organizations like the, the, um, you said the pink boots. Oh yes. You know, yes. Like, yes. Was that something that you knew about prior to opening or was it something that you discovered along the way? Discovered along the way. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Especially the guild, like we, I think we formed in the, in 2015 and we went to our first guild meeting like that month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think you, if, um, and, and if people come to me and say that they have questions and they're wanting to open a brewery, I'm always helpful and will answer anything they have. But my Hmm. first recommendation is join the guild. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's an awesome resource and you get to meet anybody and everybody in the brewing industry. It sounds very similar. Like you said, to the barbecue world where it seems like everybody's super awesome and and they're willing to help. And it's kind of like, Hey, look, you can take your neighborhood and we can all do well, you know, right? and you do your thing and it's different than my thing. And you know, except in the barbecue community, if you talk about opening a restaurant, they'd say, don't, don't, don't open a restaurant. probably say that too but i don't know it's i mean it, it's a lot of work a lot of time a lot of money well and if you weren't doing that though you'd be working in a, in a market doing marketing for yeah. some company or you'd still be working monday through friday having mm-hmm. your weekends off and now you're just working seven days a week yeah right instead of five so <laughs> yeah now Speaking working of, 80 hours instead of 40. That's <laughs> right. That's right. But Speaking you get all the beer you want. I'm yeah. sorry. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> just speaking of the workload and everything, could you kind of walk us through, let's just say, a typical Monday through Sunday? You know, not typical, but like maybe ideal or, you know, just kind of like, yeah. hey, look, this is what happened last last week or something well, like let that. Well, let me, let, me let me set the stage. Saturday, you sold out of beer. You're n- you got nothing left. Yeah. Sunday, you wake up and go, good thing I got a couple batches going. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but how long does that take? I mean, walk us through that. Yeah, yeah, so um, a, when you the day you brew, it's about a three, weeks. Weeks three weeks after that. I'd say a month, give okay. or take a month. And um, so then you have your next beer. So we could be out of a beer. I mean, if if we have a crazy weekend and sell out of everything, mm-hmm. like our anniversary party, we had to close the next weekend because we didn't have <laughs> enough beer. And, um, You're welcome. Yeah, right. It was, it was a fun time, though, wasn't it? I had it? a great time. My, fa- my family was there. We all had a good time. It was fun. It was insane. It was so much fun. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it just – that's insane. I mean, you just don't know what could happen. I mean, you have an, a good idea of production, but if you have a big day, I mean, right. yeah, it's yeah. just if you sell out, you sell out. So, um, unfortunately, it's not like you could just go in the back and cook something up again. Yeah. So, it's a little <laughs> bit of a lead time. So, um, but in terms of my week, uh, so we're open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. 
just added Thursday. So 5 to 10 Thursday, 3 to 10. No, sorry. 5 to 9 Thursday, 3 to 10 Friday, and noon to 10 Saturday. <laughs> so um, Fridays. Uh, okay. So starting off. So Sundays, I take off. That's like my day. Right. I used to work Sundays and I just about killed myself at the end of the year. So I said, nope, no, I'm not doing that. I got I need a day off. So um, take off Sundays. Mondays, I try to do all the office work. So go in and get the books updated, plan out any events, plan out social media for the week, plan out everything. Just get a, get food trucks, get any events, anything like that. So okay. usually Mondays are my the office day, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday, um, clean kegs, keg beer, transfer beer, clean the bright tank, clean the fermenter, get ready to brew, clean the system out to brew the next day and like set the system so it's ready in the morning. Now, when you say clean, <laughs> it's not like you're running it through the dishwasher or anything no, like yeah, that. This is It's grimy, pumping grimy. acid and caustic cleaner through it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so there's been some good stories on oh, I bet. acid and burns and everything like that. So anyway. You learn quickly. I bet you learn yeah, quickly uh-huh. what to touch and what not to touch. Right. Um, and then Wednesday I brew. So um, I'm starting at 530 in the morning. Um, and then during that, I'm also doing during the brew day. I'm also doing everything that I said that I'm doing Tuesday to get ready for Thursday. Cause I'm also brewing on Thursday. So I could be cleaning kegs, kegging beer, transferring beer, cleaning the bright tank, cleaning the fermenter, that kind of stuff um, to get ready for Thursday. And then Thursday, same thing. We open at five. Um, so that's my, I think I've convinced my mom that she can work the bar by herself okay. <laughs> so that I can finish brewing. And, um, and then Fridays, I try to just take it easy. Um, cause I'm exhausted after I, in, in two days, I've worked 30 hours on Wednesday and Thursdays. So I'm pretty tired by Friday yeah, and, um, or I'm just ready to go by Friday. It yeah, depends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, ready to have some fun. So then Friday morning, I just kind of lollygag around the office, do any random stuff that I hadn't done, get ready, get the tap room ready, get everything ready, you know, clean the tap lines, hmm. get all that clean and ready to go. Hmm. And then, um, we open at three and then <laughs> open Saturday. And it's funny, my mom is, um, you know, will be if behind the bar on Saturday and she'll just randomly say, hey, you know, she'll ask a question. Hey, what do you what do you want to do here? What do you want to do with this? I'm like, nope, I'm not talking about it. She's like, you want to talk about it right now? I'm like, nope, it's Saturday. I do not want to talk about any, you know, like major decisions or anything like that. Let's have fun, have some beer. Let's have a good time. So do you have any other um, employees outside of the family that, that nope. help you? So you are mm-hmm. you are carrying it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had friends that come in and do a lot of work. I've had a cousin that's done a lot of stuff at the brewery, a lot of like uh, building and stuff like that. Um, had that's friends. a cousin that made burgers? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. you met him. He's also a cook, too. He cooks. Yeah, he, too. he does this about anything we <laughs> When the pop-up bells awesome. on you, right? And he's, yeah. He cooks burgers. Right. Good burgers, too. Uh-huh. Um, and then I had, friend, like, I had a couple friends come over and help peel peel the blood oranges for the IPA. And so we sat around and drank beer and peeled oranges. So I have oh, a lot of that's friends. that's terrible. That's terrible. I, know. I have a lot of friends that are just really willing to help, and they've been awesome. <laughs> so, we got to get our names beer. on that list, Can you man. come peel oranges and drink beer with me? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure. Oh. Well, we're going to talk about uh, next. I think what we're going to talk about is is just the future, right? what it looks like, na- where you come from, where you're going, what you think the future is. Hell, can you have another 10, five taps? Who knows? But <laughs> but stick around if you would. And uh, we'll be right back with 4J Brewery. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality, 
by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. Is there? Uh-huh. Are there other all-female-owned breweries in the Houston area besides yourselves? No. Okay. Actually, we may be the only one in the state that's 100% female-owned. Holy shit. 100%. Yeah. They're not... Uh, not 100% on that, <laughs> but <laughs> I know right. there's other, like there's a mom and daughter team in, in Austin, but they have investors, so they're not okay. 100% female owned. Okay. Same with Bitter Sisters in Fort Worth. They, their husbands are also owners. So, um, but I know for sure in Houston, we're the only 100% woman owned in Houston. Um, there's other female brewers, but we're the only one 100% family. Yeah. Okay. Family everything. I just think it's important cool. to t- that people know that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Because I think it's super cool when you can almost um, begin to, and I know we're going to get started. I know you want to get started. No, 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 no. I've got it all recording. So as long as we're okay with everything that that we've said being in, I'm just going to cut it differently. So I I, I just think it's important that the listener, subscriber, follower know that, you know, we have a unique brewery here in Houston where you can go and get, number one, quality craft beer Mm -hmm. made in small batches. That's super cool, refreshing and made and turned over regularly. But then it's also led by, you know, women that traditionally don't own breweries. It's super cool. I mean, it's just, it's important for people to support local and know who who they're connecting with, mm-hmm. right? So not just the beer, but the owners. I mean, that's that's our that's been our missions from day one. Yeah, is have the you yeah. know, followers know who you guys are. So. And that's we, when you come to the brewery, you will see ninety five percent of my family, <laughs> yeah. or meet them, or talk to us. And so you see me and my mom behind the bar. You, my other sister's probably behind the bar. My other sister's probably taking out trash or doing something or <laughs> walking around, hang, making sure everything's okay. Dad's being Mr. Popular, walking around and hey, talking to everybody. So, um, He's a very social character. Yeah. And, and that's what, you know, I know at some point we may not be able to be there every weekend, but that's going to be the hardest part for yeah. us because that's who we, you know, we love that. When you come to 4J, you are a part of our family. You're drinking with us and hanging out with us. Yeah. And so, the you know, at some point it may not be like that, you know, years down the road. And so that's going to be kind of going to be tough for us because we love that part. And I read that vision was to bring your community together. You guys opened up that brewery right there to bring community together. Mm -hmm. And I think you've done a great job, uh, you know, supplying overhead, uh, supplying a place to sit and Mm -hmm. drink and live music and food. And and again, the beer is (laughs) is second to none. I've tried. Thank you. Well, that's huge. Well, we're going to do a quick intro um, uh, to the audio. (laughs) I thought we were just rolling. We could roll into it, but (laughs) just welcome back to part three. However, I cut it. Sorry for the hard cuts. Sorry for the hard edits or whatnot. No, oh, we're no clapping. But we were we were having such a good discussion before we really kind of you know said that we were going to get started. So I think that I think that it's a great jumping off point. You know, kind of what we were talking about. Yeah, for sure. That is definitely something that I think everybody can connect to. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's something that definitely needs to be supported um, for sure. And it's really cool that in the state of Texas, this is probably uh, a, a gem and a uniqueness um, that we could have it and that the community is supporting it too. Yeah. Which, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, which you don't get elsewhere. You well, know? and besides the fact that it's just a super nucleus, right, of, mm-hmm. of, of who owns it and who's running it is it's family oriented. I mean, you see pets out there, you mm-hmm. see kids out there, 
you see um, somebody must be competitive on, on bag toss or whatever y'all want to call it. But they're like, come cornhole? come get beat, cornhole. Yeah. Come get beat. Come get dunked on by Jennifer <laughs> and, yeah. and play cornhole, too, or something like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, that would be fun. <laughs> so since, since opening, it's been how many months again? Uh, 13, 14? 14 months. Something like that. <laughs> what are some of the milestones that you've hit or what are some of the big moments that you've had since opening that you were like, wow, this is this is rocking and rolling or this is... This I honestly is... didn't have that until our one-year anniversary. Okay. Yeah. The, the one year was the first time that I could... I, like, actually sat at the end of the night. I got from out from the bar, <laughs> had some beers, enjoyed myself, which I do, I do... I usually do. But this one was a weird one because it was such a successful day and okay. it was a it was a holy crap this was awesome <laughs> this is we this is we made it a year yeah we made it longer than a year but open a year um and we were constantly changing and, and people come in that hadn't you know they were they were there for our opening and mm. it's the just the look of it is completely different i mean it's changed so much since we opened a year ago and so to see you know people were all day were coming in i mean there was a there were lines wrapped around the building all day long and um i mean it was just it was insane and so at the end of that it was like that was my wow moment like yeah. whoa this is this has been awesome we've made it we made it this far so and i could it was i felt i felt like nick saban like we can we can have fun tonight but tomorrow we're getting back to work <laughs> so, uh, or maybe i took sunday off i was gonna say Monday, maybe that was a saturday yeah. night sunday you, you, you didn't yeah. get back to yeah, work so. so i mean that was that was a big moment so and every and every month since then has been not as great as the anniversary because that was a really good day. We, I mean, we sold out of everything. That was a but, y'all were packed. Um, yeah. Y'all were really crowded. That but day. every month has been better and better from last year. That's so great. I mean, it's just constantly growing and, and improving, and um, you know, like just looking at the numbers, like we're it's awesome. So and yeah. that's that's really you know we're we started out small. We started out all cash, no investors, no bank debt, and so we're small because of it. Yeah. But you know, the books look good, <laughs> but you sleep good at night, but you sleep yeah, good at exactly. night and you only have the answer to your parents right. and it's all said and done, yeah. <laughs> which you've done your whole life. So it's yeah, quite, exactly. you know, no. pretty comfortable. Well, I think that's huge too, though, because I think everybody that we've talked to, and I think we don't sugarcoat anything on this podcast. You know, we don't want to BS our listeners mm -hmm. at all. We're nice about like, it, but we don't, yeah. <laughs> it, you know, it took a year for that moment. You know, this mm -hmm. isn't, this isn't a freaking Disney movie where in right. 30 minutes all of a sudden, you know, or the, or the movie chef, you yeah. know, which is not a representation of how the food truck industry what? works at all right. no. No. what no. that's a great movie too <laughs> yeah it yeah. may not be a good representation but it's a good movie uh -huh. yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> but i i think i think you explaining it that way is is huge you know that you know what it did take a year for me to be mm -hmm. like aha you know because yeah. besides that it's grinding it out day after day yeah and still is i mean we still want to do stuff and improve and make things better i mean we're not we're not done yet <laughs> right. so what would be maybe the next closest step that you want to take that is on the horizon you know near future so we just took over in march we took over the next space the next warehouse so that was also a really cool moment you know with within under 12 months we expanded so okay. that was also really cool. March, march was an awesome month so that was a um really eye-opening which is also funny so my parents put up that wall in 93 i think so they put up that the wall in the warehouse to separate the two spaces so they could lease out those two spaces in, mm -hmm. individually and you know what, what i don't know the math um i was two at the time so <laughs> so fast forward now um, i feel old thanks a lot 25 years later <laughs> and uh they're tearing the wall down so it, yeah. it's kind of funny to see that 
Um, and then, or it's cool, you know, they're probably like, dang it, why didn't we think ahead on this one? <laughs> but but, but to, to, let me just add to that. So the day, the one year anniversary um, that we were there, your dad was explaining to me how he had removed the wall, mm -hmm. right? Not, he was so proud. Yeah. <laughs> so equally as proud as you was your dad that he had, you guys had expanded, yeah. right? In, from mm -hmm. one warehouse space into two. Yeah. And he was so excited oh. to, sh to tell me, I cut that down. I yeah, cut that in like hole two in. hours. Yeah, he was yeah. so excited. And then, so then I'm like, oh, the, the rest of the wall's still there. We just cut like a little walkthrough in. Mm -hmm. And so um, the eventually the entire wall will come down and he you know i'm like dad why you know why can't we? he's like it's gonna take a long time i'm like you did that one in two two hours <laughs> he's like i'm glad you have so much confidence in me but <laughs> i'm like why can't we get it you know get the wall down so but that's um i mean that's kind of what we see in the the, ne the foreseeable future is that you know the wall's coming down the we'll build out the back of the warehouse spaces um the tanks and um I, on, on our current system, so I would I would like an, a bigger brewing system, so I'm not mm. killing myself on one barrel every time. But because um, no matter the how much you're brewing, it's the same amount of time. Okay. So whether you're doing one barrel, one gallon, or a hundred barrels, it's the really? same amount of time. Hmm. So um, <laughs> that would be next, and then um, I would do maybe one more fermenter at that size, at our current size, and then get bigger ones after that. So, um, okay. but anyway, so we have a lot of space in the back to, to add those in and to, to grow there. So we have plenty of, plenty of that. Um, and then just continue building out our current space and making it fun and, and inviting and building out a stage maybe and <laughs> having more live music and, um, doing some, some fun stuff with that. It's pretty cozy though. I mean, you go and I can see where you'd want to build a stage and mm -hmm. maybe create a different environment, like a different section to sit, but it's pretty cozy yeah. right there where everyone's sitting at the picnic tables just outside of the where warehouse. you buy your beer, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And you come out and sit, but so growth, yeah. growth is what you're saying. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that I mean, we awesome. have the space, so we have plenty, plenty of space. And does it, so does growth equal more taps? More varieties of beer, more types of uh, beer. Possibly, it could, yeah. Um, yeah. Or getting into bars and restaurants. We do oh. not distribute at all right now. So that was gonna be my next question: <laughs> mm -hmm. is um, besides the tap room, is there anything that they can take away, or something that you know someone could pick up, or something along those lines? So we have a growler, or we have growlers to buy, or um, you could bring one in, which is a growler is just a, a jug. Mm -hmm. We'll fill a plastic gallon milk and milk <laughs> you'll fill anything yeah we'll fill anything <laughs> i'm bringing um, my yeti yeah <laughs> if i had a yeti i'd bring a yeti yeah. i don't right bring so, my own barrel. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. i'll bring a milk jug there you go so um we can you can fill that we can sell to go um next thing to purchase would be a crowler machine which is um it's a little bit bigger it's 32 ounces so a little bit bigger than a tall boy you package you fill that one can up and then you put it into a machine and you seal it mm. and it seals for actually a, a good bit. If it's still properly, it could last months. <coughs> okay. Um, and so that would be another good addition. And then after that, I mean, we, like I said, we're selling everything in the tap room. We don't have any kegs right now to sell out to bars and restaurants. We're so, we're small. Um, that's what, well, that's also why we open another day is because we were kind of getting to that point huh. of, since we've upped production and oh, yeah. so we have more kegs. So why don't we just open another day? See how that works. So, um, which is, which has been awesome. And, uh, so now we're going through more beer, which allows me to keep production up and keep doing that. Uh, and so that, that would be another addition. And then, um, yeah, selling to, selling to bars and restaurants, at least starting in spring branch and selling into a couple good spots there. So on the operations side, and you can go into as much detail as you like or, or not, it's completely mm -hmm. understandable. I would, ass I would assume that since it's mostly your labor 
and family labor or whatnot. The the main investment is the capital investment of the equipment and so mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. Would you consider it low cost entry as opposed to other businesses, or would you kind of you know? I mean, because I know what it costs to open up a restaurant. Let's right. put it that way. Is 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 would you consider it approachable for a lot of people, or is it like, hey, you know what, you do have to know what you're doing. You do have to have you know some serious funding. Yeah, the, you know. I would say it's no, not a low cost. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I think we okay. made it low cost. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can see it when you. I mean, there's we bootstrapped a lot in the bar. I mean, we we've hand built just about everything there. So okay. we did not spend. I think the only thing we bought in there is the chairs or something. <laughs> well, I'm surprised your dad wouldn't whittle those out of a piece of like you know toothpick. Yeah, he said really. he made like whatever the, the the brewers came in. Right, he used that wood to make tables. Yeah, right. So, so the pallets. Yeah, yeah. He, he's uh-huh. used a lot of stuff in there. He's repurposed it. Is what yeah. I'm trying to get to. It's huge. So. Same with the bar. Everything on the bar is from the farm. So the 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 wood top, the cedar on top, we cut down cedar trees. Dead. They're already dead, and so we cut them from the drought. So we cut those down, and uh, the neighbor across the street uh, has a sawmill. Mm-hmm. So he cut it into three-inch slabs for us, and that was the bar. And then, and the tin on the outside is from the a far, the barn at the farm. And then, um, and the tables outside, those are lows, but we built them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so, you I mean, assembled them. Yeah, we, okay. we built them, but they are from Lowe's. Um, but yeah, I mean, so everything there is we we did it ourselves. Yeah. Um, yeah or repurposed or found it somehow. But I would say to go back to the low cost or the barriers of entry, like that, it's. The equipment is expensive, right? Um, and that's mainly where it is. That's mm-hmm. where you're going to spend a lot of your money. Okay. So, um, and to and depending on your size too. Right. I mean, we started small, so <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's that, and I would, yeah, it's a lot of time and money, mm-hmm. a lot of time. I think with all the ones that we see popping up, I think a lot of people think that it's super approachable, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like. No, you know, yeah. like, yeah, you could do the five gallon thing in, in your garage right. or whatnot. But step two is mm-hmm. incrementally yeah. and the equipment is so much different. You know, was you there a location? Right. That's a big part. Mm-hmm. Was there a huge learning curve on the equipment that you have now in the in the brewery? Yes. OK. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So going from, you know, plastic to stainless steel, the, mm-hmm. even the cleaning process is different. You know, okay. we were just using powdered brewer's wash before and then now i'm using like i said earlier acid and and caustic (laughs) cleaners and stuff like that um it's yeah i mean that that it's a funny story when we got our first two fermenters in they we were still waiting on uh, licensing at that point but we were approved by tabc we were waiting on federal so we at least bought a couple things in the meantime (laughs) and so you know these fermenters when you go to breweries are beautiful and they're full of beer and there's all these you know (laughs) stuff on the outside and clamps and gaskets and all these pieces on the outside it's all put together and it's great Mm -hmm. that's not how it comes to (laughs) on the shipment so it how it comes is a a vessel that is completely everything's unattached in a box in the middle of it so literally at that like a thousand pieces that's how they pack yeah it's like ikea furniture it's (laughs) oh wow so we and we had we didn't even know what a clamp was at that because now there's um little bitty fermenters like there's ga- uh, 15 gallon fermenters that are conical that have the same kind of setup and it's great for home brewers so okay. they have they've kind of advanced that now so there is that available now which i see a lot of home brewers using mm-hmm. so maybe they wouldn't have as much of a learning curve <laughs> as we did but at the time we did not have the the fancy home brewing equipment and so um yeah, so now i mean it, it the we unhooked everything we unpackaged everything and it sat there 
for like months. Because <laughs> we're still, we couldn't really do anything were with it. Were you hoping it was just going right. to jump yeah. together? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just going to put There's no manual. There's no, oh, no directions. Oh, no. There's nothing. So, dad and I just looked, just stared at it forever. <laughs> and um, he has his uh, uh, HVAC refrigeration license. Right. So, he took on the glycol side. So, that's okay. the, how to keep it at a set temperature all the time. So, the, the it's uh, jacketed. There's a wall. And so it glycol is running through it at all times to keep it at a certain temperature. Right. And so he took on that side. So that's half of the battle <laughs> there. And he worked on running the glycol lines. And then I worked on, you know, okay, so yeah, it comes with the pieces that are attached to it. But how do you get your beer into it? Okay. How do you, you know, you need the hoses yeah. and you need yeah, everything yeah. going into it. So it's not a, it's not a one stop, you know, it's one right. thing, you know, you I need everything else. I assume there's not else. like a YouTube video channel <laughs> that's like just predominant on how to put together these, right. you know, these things. So, um, so then I had, I took on the beer side and started looking up, you know, what else we needed to buy and more clamps and gaskets and everything else. So Jeez. we kind of tackled it together, but it was, it was funny when we first got that, we did not know what to do. <laughs> So on the on the other side, let's just talk about maybe the cleaning side. Like, you know, hey, you know what? It's not like the acid comes with set formula, set type of thing. Has there been a mentor or somebody that you've been able to reach out to to like, hey, look, you know, how do I do this? You know what? You know, because a lot of guys will do an apprenticeship somewhere. Right. You know, I know your dad, you know, learned from his dad, mm -hmm. you know, and it's been kind of passed down, but that's on a much smaller scale. You're, right. you're taking it to this, this giant level. There's got to be some mentorship mm -hmm. or something yeah. or someone to, to lean on. Yeah. So there are, a, there are two good um, YouTube channels, commercial, not commercial brewing. Okay. So I read, watched all of those, <laughs> <laughs> read all the books that I could. Um, but then, like I said earlier, the guild is awesome. So I went to, um, there was about three different people that I kind of attached to and just annoyed with questions all the time. <laughs> and I still probably do. And, um, but it's fine because I'm doing, I'm doing the opposite to, right, right, to right. people upcoming. There so you it's, you know, we give and take. And, um, so I actually went and brewed with the Galveston Island brewer and, um, and just sat there and watched and I helped and stuff and just to make sure I was doing everything right, right. <laughs> and uh and anything I can learn so I did that um which was an awesome experience and uh confirmed a lot of things I learned a lot of things too and uh and then there's other uh no label's been awesome Valentin's been has been awesome and we've really gotten to know each other and I can ask any questions I want and they are awesome and help out and they don't That's cool. annoy me or I mean I don't annoy them <laughs> sorry I don't annoy them and, she's uh, made it big time now yeah. you know, right? they don't and, annoy me anymore no, 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 no. <laughs> and uh and so that's that's really been awesome to have that because you like there's really nothing you know yeah you, didn't, you need those resources. Yeah, anytime you have help. a startup, right? You have mm -hmm. to be able to lean on somebody yeah. or, or mentor under someone, apprentice mm -hmm. under someone. Right. So that's good. Yeah. That, that speaks to sort of that community, just like we were right. talking about earlier with the barbecue community. Same thing in the brewers mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, them wanting to lend a hand to a certain extent. Yeah. Right. Until it's time to push you out of the nest. And right. Say, yeah. and, I, and at the beginning, I was I came from the banking world. I mean, it's cutthroat. Like I you did oh, yeah. not ask anybody anything, you know. Yeah. Right. And so I was I was scared to even ask anybody questions in the beginning. And then once I realized, mm. no, this is cool. You can, you know, that's, this is what everybody's here for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're all going to help each other out. That's so. huge. What about on the supplier side? Has it been difficult to get, you know, a supplier when, when you're smaller or you're starting up to, you know, kind of not necessarily compete, but you know, it's, it's just like anybody, if I'm not buying 
400 pounds of chicken a week right. or whatever i'm getting a completely different price point which yeah. can almost price me out something like that or even just a consistent product you know yeah um thankfully i think the brewing industry is there's so many little guys that they can they kind of work with us um so i've haven't had any huge problems like that the one thing is when hops like i mentioned earlier the citra hop is is so popular everybody's buying it and right. so i can't find it anywhere and so I'm reaching out to bigger breweries that have contracts that are set for that a certain amount every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they may have extra or something that I can buy from them. So that's I've had to reach out to that. Um, but really everything else is it's pretty readily available um, nice. and can get it easily. And I mean, it's yeah, it's probably more it's probably more expensive. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, you're still getting it at a wholesaler price, not a home brewing. <laughs> Well, is there nice. anybody in particular that you want to give a shout out to? Like we have a couple guys who want to shout out 44 Farms or they want to shout out, you know, um, Snake River Farms or something like that. Is there anybody on, on that side? That, um, I mean, you know? we use BSG for just about everything. Um, and then other than that, it's just CMGs where we get our hops. So, I mean, we're, we're I pretty much talk to those two, but they're internet. They're not local. They're, I, I mean, they're, they have That's a, okay. a uh, BSG has a warehouse local, but they're, you know, they're, malting in minneapolis or michigan or something like that <laughs> it sounds like though you may give a shout out to no label yeah. right for helping mm-hmm. uh galveston brew yeah is galveston, galveston island galveston island yeah. brew mm-hmm. there was one other i thought um i've bought uh i said valentin's, valentin's yeah, yeah. and then i had to buy hops from spindle tap and uh no uh st arnold yeah but, my, but just in essence. terms of helping you yeah. or answering uh-huh. questions or letting you hang out yeah. and bother awesome. them a little bit yep. and so yeah. um what what about do you guys see any 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 competitions coming up soon? I mean, do you guys want to be in that beer competition world? I mean, is there is there um, exclusivity around that? Is it a club? Is it is it does it bring prestige, you know, to your organization or your company? That's a good question. Um, I would, yeah. I mean, I think it you it gives you a little bit of bragging rights, yeah. um, for sure, okay. and it can give you a little bit public publicity about it. Uh, especially if you're small and you win a bunch of awards and you know, now you're sure. nationally recognized. Sure. So, um, that, that would be huge. It's, uh, I kind of go back and forth on it if we want to do it. The one thing that's awesome is you get really good feedback. So, mm-hmm. um, that would be huge. Uh, but I've, I have a couple of friends that are in the industry that they actually judge at mm-hmm. those, the big competitions. And yeah. I've asked you know they're local and i've yeah. asked them for the same feedback right so um that's been mm-hmm. awesome so uh, it's a cheaper way yeah exactly <laughs> as you said um, intimidating yeah. way. A good way. so but i mean it would, it's the like the great american beer festival they do that in denver every year um it would just it would be fun to oh, have sure. a reason to, to go so <laughs> yeah submit your beer and for who, career, who knows what's gonna happen for career but, and medicinal purposes yeah I'm exactly sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly so you come back with a, a green beer yeah and be perfect, <laughs> while you're you know, building right. your resume I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just whatever. <laughs> exactly. Market research. What about um, personally? You know, I mean, has has this journey been what you expected it to be? Has it been, you know, you know what what has it been like? Just starting from from you know pretty much ground zero. You know, it wasn't like there was a brewery oh, there to take over. You I know, know. It was just... that's such a good question. I don't know. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot of patience. I know how to spell it now. <laughs> I didn't know how to spell patience before. So things are improving. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I get up and I go to work, and but I love doing it. So it's mm-hmm. not work, and which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cliche, but, um, you know, it's, so what if I have to be there all day long? You know, it's, 
it is what it is. Yeah. This is what I signed up for. This is what I want to do. So, um, I've, I don't know. It's been, it's been very challenging. Very, that first year was super hard. It was really hard. Um, to see if it, I mean, and, and scary and I'm still scared. I don't, you know, I'm still scared to fail or the business to fail. And, um, you know, I actually have nightmares that I have to go back to my old, uh, job and ask for my job back. <laughs> put on so, that, put on that suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have nightmares about that. So, yeah, um, Me too. Me just too. because it means we failed, you know, which is failing isn't a bad thing necessarily, but I don't want to close the business, you know, sure. Have, so, um, but it, we've learned so much and it's been, it's been really awesome overall and i wouldn't i i don't know if i knew what this was all gonna entail but um you know it's been awesome <laughs> the question is do you still love your family sometimes <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah they're awesome I'm, i think i think we've gotten closer you know I, uh, oh, yeah. I joke with a friend you know my mom was texting me the other day and it was actually work related but it was at eight o'clock at night and I, I said, I, th I think I rolled my eyes or something. And my friend was like, what's up? And I said, oh, just a coworker. <laughs> <laughs> and so she'd probably get mad at me for saying that. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, I mean, it's, I, I get to hang out with my family every weekend. Yep. You know, so y yes, it's, it's, we spend a lot of time together, but we get to spend a lot of time together. Sure. So um, I think I read something the other day that, uh, you know, a dad had posted just go go pick up an activity with your 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 kids and go do that with them just to spend that time together. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go spend that time together. And that's what, you know, that resonated with me because that was what homebrewing started with me and my dad. It was just us having fun. <laughs> it, we called it making some and drinking some. <laughs> and it was a lot of drinking some. And I just made beer with my dad. And it was awesome. And it was our time to hang out. And it was just our, you know, we had fun with it. That's cool. Father daughter dates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, it's, to, it's cool to see that continue on. And um, one thing that's also really cool about the location where we are, my parents had their business there growing up. And so every day after school, that's where I was. So yeah. I've literally grown up at that place and then started mm -hmm. a business at that location. And then it's also cool to, cool to see my nieces come and oh. hang out at the place at <laughs> yeah, the same place that where we all grew up. That's, so right. that's really cool. It's cool to see it all full circle. Well, it seems like the community's embraced you as well and are, yes. you know, super happy that you're there and, yeah, you know, right. all the comments and everything. It's it's really cool to see that. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. For those who, who are just finding out about 4J Brewery, um, I know the name didn't come from, it may have come from your sisters, but there's another piece of property that was named 4J Brewery that you guys sort of took that from, right? Mm -hmm. And that was just a family ranch. You guys yep. had a family ranch. And I think your parents named that after the four daughters, yeah. mm -hmm. which then was very befitting mm -hmm. of a brewery. So yep. just that could be a little tidbit, <laughs> like a trivia. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll throw that out later as a, a piece of trivia, maybe like, with yeah. a reward or something. But, yeah. but I also wanted to ask you, so for those who don't know where you are, tell us where you are located and then on social media, where they can find you guys and then your activities, where they can be, be kept up to date, like a newsletter or Facebook yep. or whatever. Um, so so we are located in Spring Branch, which is the west side of Houston, uh, inside the Beltway, so, and north of I-10. So it's I-10 and Blaylock specifically. You go north on I-10 about, I mean, sorry, north on Blaylock, less than a mile. And um, the address is going to take you to the, a side street, because that's technically where the address is, but you can enter it off of Blaylock as well. Okay. Um, we have a sign out, and a, we always put a little yard sign out. Um, that's really where the parking is, which is <laughs> why I'm mentioning that. So parking's on the Blaylock side. Okay. Um, and we're all over Facebook and Instagram and what else, whatever, what else do I have to do? Uh, website and 4J, 4jbrewery.com. Yeah. 4jbrewerycompany.com. 4jbrewery on Instagram. Yep. 
4J Brewery on Facebook? Yeah, brewing, yeah, I think it's Brewing Company. Yeah, it's Brewing, brewing company. company. So okay. 4J Brewing Company on everything. It should pop up. And um, yeah, so uh, just we post all of our stuff on all of that. All the updates. So mm-hmm. sat- openings, closings, yep. what food trucks are coming, yep. you know, blah, blah, blah. And what's on tap. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Man, it's been, it's been really cool. Yeah. Congra- thanks, First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Thank on you. Um, number one, enjoying your job, still enjoying your family. <laughs> and then opening something unique to the city of Houston that makes really good beer. And a place to hang out that's family friendly, pet pet friendly, uh-huh. um, and, and I just I mean, uh, since we have gone, you know, since your dad has invited us, so, so he's he's um, he attends some of the softball games, yeah. and he's like, hey, did you hear that uh, we have a brewery? I'm like, no, I didn't know. Did he so, give it, Did he give you a business? Yes, card? Yes, he did. He gave me a business card, and on the back said first beer on me. And I'm like, we gotta yeah. go, we gotta go. <laughs> but we've enjoyed it ever since. Mm-hmm. So he's a great marketer, also, yeah, he is. Mr. Mr. Popular. Yeah. But um, congratulations on your success and thank joining you. us is, is super cool. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. You're welcome. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Well, thank you as always to uh, Duke's Primo Meeks for making this podcast possible. Thank you to Beavers on Westheimer for you know hosting us and giving us an awesome spot for our guests to to come and and enjoy and, and do the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you as always to every single one of our listeners. Um, please like and subscribe to the podcast. Any you know our uh, Instagram handles, everything. Please go there, like, share. All of that helps. Uh, check out 4J. You know as soon as you can. Get out there. Um, and you know, just as always, thank you to everybody. Duke's premium meats home delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's premium meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's premium meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart shaped ribeyes to Texas raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com.